0: Hey there, dealmakers, and welcome to the show where it's all about financial freedom with real estate. I'm your host, Garrett Lynch, and as always, let's get ready to own it. You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. In this episode, I'm talking to a real estate maven on a mission to empower marginalized communities financially. Rook shares insights on advocacy and her passion for fighting injustices while building wealth. We'll get into that episode and the interview in just a minute. But if you're a passive investor and you're open to new opportunities, maybe you've invested in the stock market, it hasn't worked out so well for you or crypto or something else. Check us out at nighthawkequity.com. Click the Join the Investor Club button, set up a call with us, and see if investing in apartments is the right fit for you. There is are tons of opportune investments that you can make in apartments that are just on the horizon right now. And if, if you're new to it, or if you're an existing investor, this is a great time to check us out and see if it's a fit to partner. These apartment complexes have amazing tax benefits They have cash flow and appreciation as well, and there's there couldn't be a better time to get into a deal than right now. And when prices have fallen quite a bit from where they were at their peak, I want to give a shout out to Hunter. He wrote this book is a detailed first roadmap talking about the Yellow Book. Of course, been thinking about syndication for a while, but was missing many pieces. Reading this book has given me most of those pieces. Thank you, Hunter. Three. If you read the Yellow Book and please leave us a start review on Amazon. We'd love to hear how this information is helping you. As some success highlights, Freedom Hall of Famer Brian Wagers purchased our ultimate guide to buying apartments. He closed on multiple deals using our strategies, attended most of our live events, and has recently used our Platform Builders program to scale his business. Congratulations, Brian Wagers. So guys, I wanna talk about something that's on my mind. There's a lot of people that invested into apartment deals they invested into the apartment deals in the last year to two years, three years, when things were super hot, everyone was jumping into the space and jumping into apartment deals, including us. Of course, we have apartment deals that some that are going great and some that are not going so great because of what's happened in the market. And the idea was you get into a deal you renovate it and you fix it up and then it's it's worth more money because you've upgraded the units and you get a short-term loan to, to do that because interest rates were so low that you know it was easy to do that and and then what happened is interest rates shot up faster than anyone could ever imagine and now it's difficult more difficult to get out of those loans and people risk losing their investment dollars we're seeing it across the industry it's not just us it's everywhere and a lot of operators are, are having to deal with this issue that exists and so while it's painful and there's the chance that you could lose your investment on the, the initial ones it doesn't mean that the asset class itself is bad the people that have fixed rate debt on their deals like we have on uh, about half our portfolio they're doing just fine that distributions are continuing they're protected the variable rate loans are making things more difficult of course for for deals that have that. But the trade-off with that is that a lot of people are probably going to either turn b- them back to the bank or they're going to sell them at a, at a big discount. And with that situation, you have a lot of opportunity. So a lot of people are going to get hurt. That's just the reality. It's just what's going to happen. But where there is the bloodshed, there will be tremendous opportunity. So I just ask that if you're in this situation that you have an open mind to what's coming on the horizon. Don't let fear overtake you. And definitely looking, if you're gonna go buy deals yourself, be looking right now, get ready for it because the wave is coming and it's going to be a tremendous opportunity. It's gonna make many millionaires and billionaires the next upcoming years. So just wanted to, to give you guys that little thing that I'm seeing here, especially you know being so close to the action and keeping my finger on the pulse and constantly looking at deals. This is exactly what we're seeing right now. And it's just what it is, it's a reality. And we're not here to shy away from it. We're not here, we're here to take it head on, address what's going on with a few our deals. we're playing defense on them, and then keeping our head pivoted towards the offensive for when it's time. So our guest today has not only achieved financial freedom through real estate, but is also dedicated to empowering others on their path to prosperity. With over two decades of experience, in corporate America, she's made a bold leap into the realm of real estate, and her story is a testament to the transformative power, determination, collaboration, and commitment to being a positive impact on the world. Join us as we delve into Brooke's inspiring journey, her insights into real estate success, and her mission to create generational wealth for others. This is an interview you don't want to miss. Let's get into the show with Brooke. Brooke, welcome to the show today.
1: Hey, Garrett. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. So you have some exciting life events happening right now, which which I'm super excited to get into. You're a full-time entrepreneur and real estate investor. And I, kn- I know that you recently quit your job as soon as two weeks ago to do this full-time. How did that come about?
1: That's an excellent question, Garrett. So when I started this journey... About two years ago, I knew being around all of these people and these masterminds and mentorships that I was going to be game planning. So I started game planning, leaving the corporate world two years ago and decided to one, stop buying things that I couldn't write off that were not good investments, right? And then I looked at what could I pay off to allow myself to leave corporate. So what is the necessities? My mortgage, groceries, gas, I support, you know, a family of four. And so that started two years ago, pay this off, do this, no frivolous spending. Because previously before becoming a multifamily and I'm in multiple masterminds, I have multiple coaches and I would, as a treat to myself. For example, I got promoted twice in a year. I paid off all my debt. I'm going to treat myself with a Louis Vuitton purse. <laughs> That's $3,000. And I now, knowing what I know now, that was such a stupid, stupid decision. And so what I did was I had dates with myself, so to speak, financially, weekly, quarterly, yearly where am i on set to be on goal and technically my goal to leave corporate was december 21st of this year it was written all over my vision board <laughs> i wrote it down all the time what my goals are as a christmas gift to myself however that got abruptly rough, a cut short because there's a lot happening in my w2 that i was not happy with i was getting paid thirty thousand less than the boys on my team i'm the only woman in the corporate world i've always been in sales Uh, marketing negotiations for over 22 years. I'm also one of the few females in multifamily, right? And so that pissed me off. Two, they also cut our commissions, which comparing to apples to apples, it was about an $80,000 difference, right? I'm like, all right, this is frustrating. And then they started doing different reorganizations and we're doing more with less, which is definitely a lot of people like to do that in the corporate world. And so I was taking on more responsibilities without the pay. So that was kind of pissing me off, right? Then let's put the cherry on top because I am so vocal in multifamily and anybody who sees me on Instagram, Brooklyn0719 or my website, or I also do YouTube first time deal makers for Michael Blanc. I'm very passionate about coaching women and marginalized communities. I'm very vocal about putting their money into real estate. You can use stock market. However, the average returns like seven to 10% over the last 75 years, multifamily you get an average of 20%. We'll just put that out there there was an HR case open against me. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And our VP is like, because I was frustrated with the way things were going. And I'm very vocal, but I'm not going to complain about something without coming up with solutions to the problem. So I'm like, I suggest this, this, this. He goes, I'm glad you're bringing this up, Brooke, because there's an HR case on you.
0: Talk to and me. you didn't even know? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> I had no idea. So... There was an executive, supposedly this quote unquote executive, this, this person that reported me that they thought I was working for another company. They thought I had another W-2 while working for this corporate job. They're like, Brooke, you cover the West Coast. You have this enterprise, you know, software as a service. You can't be working for anybody else. You can't be doing, I'm like, well, one, I'm not. I educate people on investing. I am an investor. You invest in the stock market. I invest in real estate preferably multifamily, triple net, et cetera. I have seen what it has done for me. And now I want to share the wealth with women and marginalized communities that normally do not have a seat at the table. And I'm very passionate about that. So you guys, if you guys took five minutes to look at my social media or my website, you would have saw... That that is something that is part of a mission. It is not something I'm would W two, right? And then what had happened? My husband surprised me with a trip to Vegas. It was our fourth four year wedding anniversary, and I tend to work a lot. And he's like, "Oh, more. It's been two years since we've had an adult vacation. The kids get to go do stuff all the time. But hey, <laughs> hello, I'm over here. But in my role, you're not allowed to take vacations at the end of the quarter. We have quarterly goals." My husband isn't going to care about that he's gonna give two shits about that so if he books it i have to take that last friday of the quarter off and i dm my boss on microsoft teams and i was like hey <laughs> i know we just lost over eight hundred thousand dollars of deals and that was another problem but nobody could save them everything got pushed out to q1 q2 so now i'm not making goals so now they're really mad at me right i'm complaining i'm not getting paid enough i'm doing too much on social media and now I'm taking a day, a Friday off the end of the quarter. And he just gives me a thumbs up. Like, hey, it's our anniversary. I'm going to Vegas. And my husband surprised me. Sorry. He's not going to put that in his, you know, gee, is Brooke, can Brooke take this time off? Absolutely not. I come back Monday morning with a call, 9 a.m. Monday morning with HR <laughs> and my VP. And they're like, hey, Brooke. You mentioned that you were, because I had told my boss previously, listen, if this is the route we're going to continue going, I had a really great relationship with my VP and my boss. I'm very transparent. I go, my gift to myself would be to leave. I'm going to find another role outside of corporate by the holidays as a gift to myself. Well, this got brought up again with HR and him and all this stuff. They're like, so what are you going to do, bro? We just lost all of these deals. Now you're not at goal you know, you have a, there's word that you're working for somebody else. Do you want to look for something else for the, and within the company, this isn't working out. And I'm like, and I'm sitting here, like just smiling. I'm like, you know what? All due respect, I'm done. Rip the bandaid off. I was going to leave as a Christmas gift to myself for the holidays, because I want to get into another form of real estate. I wanted to, you know, get my license, do something else, but within real estate, but not for the corporate world. I'm like, Just I'm just take the band-aid off. I'm done. And they're like, oh, okay. So you're giving your two weeks, or you're looking at other roles within the company. No, I'm done. Where do I send my laptop? Where do I send my corporate card? Where do I send my cell phone? And they go, so today's your last day. I'm like, yeah, today's my last day. And they're like, okay, this call was 15 minutes. So my point to this is so many people, if you're happy with your job and what you're doing, stay. I was not happy with my position and I had to leave. And when you're put under the gun like that, It's a, I was excited. I wanted to cry. I was scared. I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm free. It's the golden handcuffs, y'all. I wanted to just be like, oh my God, a weight was lifted. And people think, well, you must have so much more time now. No, now you're focusing on... You know, my, my coaching, I have a, you know, multifamily momentum and then I have empower capital capital raising has paused for Q4 for me for multiple reasons. And then we have a book project, real women in real estate. So it's all women from all walks of life. So now we're recruiting our second volume. So now I wake up 530 in the morning, no alarm. I'm like, I'm ready to go. I don't have that feeling like, Oh my God, I have to. Get, sell my soul to corporate. When I'm Now I'm miserable. I don't feel like this is fitting my purpose. They don't value me. I'm underpaid, underappreciated, overworked. And yeah, it was exciting. But now it's go time. For people who ask me, well, how the hell did you do this? I mentioned this earlier. Pay off your subscriptions. I had over $800 something dollar in subscriptions. Total BS. So I'm like, that shit's got to go. The only thing that i kept was my momentum which is like longevity you know anti-aging supplement (laughs) college and i kept that some supplements the netflix for the kids and everything else was shot and gone and then i paid off the debt i'm like i don't want any bills other than my mortgage utilities you know gas and then what i started doing was stacking money i was like i need at least you know six months or 30 40k in the bank before i am comfortable and then i even got my bills like as low as possible i think at 50, 60% 50 60% less at what I had. And so when they did that, I was like, okay, this cut me a little bit by a few months. I could have made some more money, but I'll be fine. So now you're hanging on by a prayer, a little bit of passive income and 6 months of leeway
0: <laughs> to yeah.
1: go all in on yourself. So yeah. Wow.
0: That is so powerful. That's well, congratulations on that. That's that's amazing. Give you, yourself Garrett. Gave yourself a Halloween gift. It's it's October 23rd right now, time of this recording. Instead of a Christmas gift. So
1: Right. I'll go get you, a, a little butterfinger or something. It's just listen, <laughs> I,
0: I think everything in life is timing. Yes, sir. If you if you really pay attention to timing, that is something it doesn't matter if you're landing a deal or you're you know, you're you're moving ahead with having a child or anything doesn't matter what it is. It all comes down to timing. Really. That's, that's what it's about. And I, it sounds to me like after hearing that story that it was just the right time right then it wasn't, even if you salvaged it, you're going to go through some more pain probably with them for a couple more months or whatever. And so you're just like, you know what? This isn't my time. I'm I'm going to burn the ships and I'm just going to go all in on myself. And I'm curious. So after you did this, how did you know what you were going to do next? Or maybe you didn't? And what was that like?
1: What I knew I was going to do next because I was already working 12, 16 hour days. You know, I'm up on average of between five and six in the morning. I go to bed between nine and ten. My husband will joke around, babe, you start crashing at seven. Keep it real. (laughs) You're like an old lady. You're a Viehita. So I now put all that effort into how, oh, because then I was, it was ta- it's tax season, tax season's all year round. Right. So then I real I learned some valuable lessons in the tax side, which is what prompted me to get my real estate license. So all of this was happening simultaneously. Like, Oh, Brooke, you're gonna, oh, you made too much money. You now owe money. You don't, you made too much money in your corp. I'm like, okay, so what do I got to do to handle this? So I was taking care of that, which is why I'm getting my real estate license to show even more I'm a real estate professional, right? Regardless of the hours that are documented. If you also have a W-2, it's very difficult. The IRS sees as the average person is not going to have another 40-hour position on top of a corporate job, even though I was and I was thoroughly documented. but It's a whole nother story. So it was the tax situation. I know I need to work on that. I started the multifamily momentum coaching program, which is only six months catered to less than 25 people because of the people I was spending time with. I was spending seven to 10 hours, a lot from the uh, Michael Blanc community, people from social media, I'm in other masterminds. And they have so many questions. And I told them, you guys can go and and spend 25, 30 grand and somebody's going to hold your hand. I think even Michael has this program. And they guarantee you your first closing of your deal. You know, joining a community for a $100 is fantastic, but you're literally on your own. Okay. So, somebody told me, well, Brooke, then you should start something where you're meeting people where they're at just to give them the momentum. I'm not guaranteeing your first deal, but at the end of that, I can point you in the right direction. Is this for you? Let's, you know, you get that. So people kept telling me that. And initially I was pushing back. I don't want to do that because then what if they're not successful? I'm going to take it personal. And I had to get over that. And it just means I'm going to work twice as hard for them. So I had the tax situation that I'm now studying four to six hours to get my real estate license for because it takes an average of three months. So I'm going to cut that shit in half and I'm going to prove it. I'm going to have it done before the end of the year. And I'm going to pass it. i pray I passed the first try because if you don't, you have to wait 18 days in California to take it again. So here's hoping. So the coaching program I started, that was just a couple of weeks ago because of people I was talking to. And then the tax situation, which required me to get my real estate license, which now I want to get into commercial real estate to also sell. So I want to be all in on real estate, just not corporate. And then rewired the real women in real estate. We are now recruiting women. I think we have four slots now, of women who each get to write their own off chapter. They share their story. They come on speaking engagement stages. I have multiple events coming up in Dallas in a couple of weeks. So I have enough on my plate to keep me busy but just because you're busy doesn't mean you're making profits okay so i was on the phone with a girlfriend she's like but bro you have like so much success and all of this stuff honey what's the point of on the outside you look so successful oh you you're an author and you have these book projects and you've scaled so quickly if you're not making enough money to support your family and that's something people don't realize. You're looking at all of these people on social media. and From the outside, we look so successful. You have this book project and this, this, this. The book project isn't a moneymaker. The book project is a first-class business card to get our voices out there. And then maybe you will do your own book separately from this and to get us on stages and provide it to our clients and our investors to inspire them to take action, okay? So, but I still need to figure out more income because only about... of my income was passive. Like I mentioned earlier, I have six months of savings. I have no debt other than my mortgage and some utilities. So I'm going balls to the wall the next six months and with a prayer and starting for my license and then I'm going to get back into commercial real estate, but more than likely selling instead of buying as I am now. So long answer, but it's so multifaceted and there is a lot going on. (laughs)
2: Hey, are you tired of the stock market volatility or feeling like there's more you can do with your money? Do you dream of owning your real estate but not sure where to start? Now, here's the thing. You're not alone about this, and it's not your fault. There's so many options out there, from wholesaling and flipping to landlording and turnkeys, like which one should you do? Which one's right to you if you want to get into real estate? And the truth is, none of the things I just mentioned will actually make you financial free and put you on a strong financial footing, but not to worry. I have a solution for you, a new idea, perhaps, if you're open to new ideas. And that is the following, that we have found the number one way to fast track your journey to financial freedom, build wealth, and retire is through apartment building investing. Now, you're probably thinking, that's great, Michael, but I don't have the experience or the money to get into apartments. And the good news is that you don't need previous experience or a bunch of money in a bank to get started. And I can say this with confidence, because we've helped so many people of all walks of life do the first deal, and become financially free. In fact, we've helped students close over $1.5 billion in real estate. Now, if you're skeptical, that's okay. If you're skeptical, it's fine, but you're open to this new idea, then let's have a conversation. Go to themichaelblank.com forward slash call and schedule a strategy session to explore working with us like so many others have before you as well. We're really excited to guide you on this journey, and don't let fear or disbelief or what you think is possible hold you back. Remember, the only thing standing between financial freedom is action. And this is the one thing I want you to do right now is go to the michaelblank.com forward slash call and schedule that call with us. It may be the most exciting call that you'll have all year. Let's do this.
0: Absolutely. Like there's been different times in my life. Like I was exiting my last multifamily business and I was trying to figure out the next move for me. And sometimes you got to try it a few different things to really figure out what's what's what are you going to be able to monetize? And there, there's a discovery process that goes into it. And it sounds like you already had kind of an idea of the things that you wanted wanted to do. And you're working now to figure out how to monetize those things. Some, Some you of us. Have. It's
1: a juggling yeah. act, right? right? We want to provide value to people. You want to give your 100%. away content, right? But at the same time, you need to be able to guard your time. And yeah. where can you monetize, right?
0: Yeah. But, but at the same time, you kind of need to figure out what your, you know, your vision and mission are so you can stay true to that in the process. It's not all about money all the time.
1: Correct. Because Um, the money will come and go when times get hard you need to realize, why am I here? Okay, well, for me, it's about inspiring women to be investors and marginalized communities. We have four daughters of color, just in one household. You know, we have black, brown, Puerto Rican, Spanish, the whole nine yards. And they need to see, and all the women out there and our black and brown Indian, Asian communities, it doesn't matter if you're a woman. It doesn't matter if you're fat, you're young, you're old. You came from humble beginnings. I come from very humble beginnings, you know, a single mother living off government, church, food stamps, a whole nine yards, your situation can either paralyze you or propel you. So that is what keeps me going is that I know I have a lot of eyes on me, not including our four daughters. And I want people to know that whatever you put your mind to, and you are ruthlessly, unapologetically ambitious, anything can happen. And it's about just the bigger vision is inspiring over a million women, even though every person I talk to, I try to, you know, leave them with a smile, light up a room when you come in. Okay. Leave that room and that environment better than when you got there. And so essentially it's to open up eyes. I want at least a million women to be able to say, Hey, I am now investing. I am now halfway to my passive income. I am now investing in this. And then we want to build La Escuela de Saballos Pinheiro. I have been sponsored, which is in Guatemala, because Guatemala only gets a seventh grade education. And I've been sponsoring Nina Sofia there for over two years because she looked like one of my daughters and she's a July baby, cancer like me. And I was a, I was shocked when they only get a seventh grade education. So you guys have to realize the money is not so much about what it can do for you, but what it can do for others. Yeah. OK, and when you leave this earth, you know, you want to be like, OK, did I make an impact? Did I serve my purpose? So the money is fantastic, but that will come as you are giving. Yeah, Brooke,
0: I want to ask you a question. Why do you think there's not more women in, in multifamily?
1: There's a couple reasons. One, society. Women are taught to manage the budgets and the money at home. Right. It was barely what was it in 63, I want to say, that a woman could even take on a loan or a mortgage without a husband, man, husband, brother, dad, whatever. And society paints this picture to women as well as you need a man to get ahead or you need to marry rich or. You're so frivolous, stop spending all that money on those lattes and this and that. And men are taught that they are so much better with their money, you need to invest in stocks. Like if you even look at what is being fed to women in magazines and certain things, it is not the same about what is being educated to men, okay? And so, and I think part of it is women need to get better about asking what they want and being vocal. And I think this goes back into your corporate and your W-2 roles and women complaining about a pay disparity. Where when I recognized that I did bring it up. And I do negotiate when I go look for another role because I know my worth, right? And a lot of us experience imposter syndrome. So women are not being represented in here, even though there are a lot of women investors, which is why we started Rewire. We have black, brown, lesbian, transgender, you you name it. And there's some successful women, you know, from Africa, Nigeria, we have partners, you know, married couples that are women and they are successful in real estate, but nobody's putting their faces out there for whatever reason. And I and my co-project manager are doing that. But it's based off society. It's based off what we are taught. And so a lot of people kind of conform. And I tend to be a non-conformist. And so when I left the corporate world, I'm so used to being told to quiet down, cover your tattoos. I'm a tattoo professional. (laughs) Nothing crazy, right? Not like a swastika or something. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's just what we're taught. And sure. to find a man and marry rich and use your assets, use your, your, your looks to go get a man and you'll be good and girl and just cook and clean and all the things it's, we are past the fifties where women really can have it all. It's not at the same time, but then some of the societal still like, okay, cool. You want to be a high income earner. You want to be a six figure millionaire. You still need to cook, clean, be a mom, be a porno star, look like a supermodel and do all the things. And it's just not. Realistic, so it's a message just being told to women, and the it needs to change.
0: Yeah, that is really a great point. So I'm curious. You said you're a nonconformist. That you were in, uh, corporate America for in in for a while, like twenty two years. Twenty two years. When did you start to think I got to get out of this? COVID.
1: <laughs> COVID. Yeah. I would say during COVID because I had my original goal. As many are programmed, was to get a high paying corporate job, move up the ladder, and I moved up pretty well on the previous role. And then, when I, as the higher you go, you see a lot of BS, okay? And I would also help with interviews, and I would see how one women are getting in their own way, whether they're talking like there's a question mark at the end of everything, stop it, speak. And I know I can be long-winded sometimes when I'm thinking out loud and I try not to do that because I don't like when other people do it or when women are curling their hair. I've seen well-educated women get passed up for promotions because they're wearing too much makeup. They talk like a valley girl or they say like and "uh", and, uh all the filler words too much. You sound uneducated regardless if you have a master's. You come in to an interview looking like Friday night when it's Monday morning, so it's crazy. And then when I would go for promotions and I would go up against men, you know, and I would find out what they were being offered. And when I would go to negotiate, oh, well, this, 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 you, but because of this or that, why, why? And I was getting pissed at men who, when I was doing better, were making more money than me. And I would bring it up, excuse me, I'm a top 10% salesperson and I'm doing marketing and I'm doing YouTube videos for this company. Da-da-da-da. And this person is like number 15 on the roster and he's getting paid more money than me. What's wrong with it? Am I missing something here? You know, and you don't want to be that person. You don't want to cause drama. But whenever I wanted to make a difference and say, hey, y'all, the customers are saying this because I was out, I was a lot of feet on the street too, putting fiber into buildings and all of the things. And I was told, Brooke, you want to make a difference? Go work for a startup. So when you're seeing women get denied for certain things that notes to them that is hurting them, you're not making the same amount of money as your colleagues are when you know damn well you're a better employer, top seller, whatever it might be, and you're constantly fighting for your money, and then somebody else is getting something in negotiations, or men trying to man explain to you, or I'm sitting at a meeting that I initiate this meeting, and like, oh, Brooke, you want to write notes? Is your hand broken? <laughs> you know, like, no, I'm not your secretary, and I'm very assertive and I'm kind of a smart ass and I can say something, but I'll laugh about it. And in my head, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Oh, Brooke, our birthday's next. you want to go pick up the cake? No, no. You got a car (laughs) because I'm the woman and I'm the nurturer of my family. Like I have to wipe your guys's ass here too. Cause I'm the only woman I've always, 80% of the time I'm the only woman on a sales team. And I'm like, no, go go get it. Go have your wife do it.
2: (laughs) Wow.
0: I love that.
1: After a while, you know, and then when COVID hit, there was a lot of really bad shady practices happening. And I was getting high pressed to do things that I knew would, are not cool and would get me in a lot of trouble. And that's when I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this. I'm not making money. And I'm getting high pressed to do things that are just wrong. And so every part of corporate, there's always going to be their own shit, but that's why they pay you the big money. There's this famous movie. I forgot what it's called. And he said, how much did they pay you to give up on your dreams? And you've seen this meme kind of going around. You know, yeah, they gave you 150K base. They gave you a company card. They gave you an Amex card. But now you can only take two or three vacation weeks annually, but not about the end of the quarter and not on days that end in Y. And if we're in negotiate, you can't do this. You know, it's the golden handcuffs. Yeah. So I, I,
0: I worked was like one while job. Ago. I worked like one job. <laughs> At a certain point, it was really just to learn the multifamily game, but I couldn't, could never wrap my head around like vacation days, and it's it's part of part of the reason why our company has unlimited PTO. But I looked at that back in the day, and I was like, how can this be? I get two weeks. This is wild. Like, what if I want to go on a longer trip or something like that? It just doesn't exist. (laughs) It's Uh,
1: crazy. They want you to be married to them. Yeah. They want you to be fully married to them. And it's not cool. Like there's a thing going on LinkedIn. And then I shared what I shared with you guys about how I was investigated when I should have been applauded for what I'm doing. Shopify, the CEO told, was saying, it is frowned upon to have extracurricular activities out of this. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have time to be doing all these things. And I responded to that too. Like, well, excuse us for having a family and this and that and People are multifaceted. Corporate world needs to wake up for the love of God. We're here to make you money. And if we're getting paid eight hours and you give us a pay cut, I just went down to four hours. You want to cut our commission? You want to cut our pay? I cut my dedication. I cut my hours. This is a two-way street. This is not a one-way. This is a marriage. And stop calling us Ohana. Stop saying this is a family because I hope you don't treat your family the way you treat the employees. Actually care about your people and maybe people will stick around. Stop cutting people in Q4 so your PL looks good to your shareholders, and then recruiting and bringing people back in Q1 because now you got you got more profits coming in. Okay, stop the madness, and that's why so many more entrepreneurs are coming out here and creating our own business because we want to eventually not lean on the corporate world. Okay. We were not put on this earth. God did not put you here to bust your ass eight to five and come home so exhausted that you can't even spend time with your husband or your wife or your kids or go play ball with them. You know, it's bullshit. And if you the world we're a fleck in this world, you know, in the United States, I mean, the world is so massive. And to just think that they want you to just. Be a slave driver. This is American day slavery is being in the corporate world, right? So stop the madness and know that we love other things. We're here just to collect a paycheck at the end of the day. Sorry, not If you're listening to
0: this and you're in the corporate world or you're working a job right now, listen, I mean, listen, this is really good advice here because you're spending a lot of hours, so many hours, the majority of your life doing something and you want it to be meaningful. And so if you're if you're not happy at your job, it's probably why you're here listening to this to this show right now. We and Brooke definitely have we love to inspire people to to get out there and, and do things and uh, I love your message Brooke. It's so powerful and congratulations on your exit. I can hear all the passion that you have right now for what you just did and I, and I couldn't <laughs> be more excited for you. I Brooke,
1: appreciate you, Garrett.
0: How can people get a hold of you if they want to?
1: I'm the most active on Instagram and I manage my own social media. I have a VA, but she does not handle my social media too much except for posting out videos. So Brooklyn, B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N-N-0719. You can DM me. I manage that, but also go on my website. I also have the events that I am at. I would love to meet a lot of people in person. My website is Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E-C, Pinero, P-I-N-E-R-O, dot com. And I can't wait to meet a lot of you guys in person.
0: Perfect. Brooke, thanks so much for spending time with us today.
1: Thank you, Garrett. The pleasure is all mine.
0: So I really love what Brooke said uh, when she was breaking down her plan to exit. So if you guys are working a job and you're planning to become financially free, there should be a plan should be something in place. It shouldn't just be an emotional response. And I'm done. And that's it. And I'm gonna sleep on a couch and figure out. You could do that, but it's better to have a plan because the the pain will be less if you have something set up. And I like how Brooke really broke that out and she had, a, she had everything kind of planned out as far as the amount of time she needed, what exactly she was going to do. She's gonna stop spending on things that she didn't need. All those things got put into place before she made her big exit. And that was, I think, super helpful, especially in having to exit early and making that decision So if you guys out there are are thinking about doing something similar, that's something definitely to consider. How are you going to get there? Don't just do it blindly. I also really love how she's just an advocate for women being in a space. and I I think there there should be more women in the multifamily space in general. They're really, really good at this business. And I love that she's an advocate for that and, and the way that she has that kind of mission and vision behind everything that she's doing. You know, I really love in general, just the fact that Brooke did not give up on her dreams. She recognized and realized that she had them and she was going to honor them. And it, it's never too late to go in and chase your dreams. And so for everybody that's listening, I want you guys to know that, you know, it's never too late. You can go. And even if you've been working and you're seven years old right now, you could still make a pivot and go and chase your dreams. And I sound like Gary V right now, but but it is true. At any time, you can change your trajectory. And so please keep that in mind. If you're If you don't love what you're doing, you can make that pivot and make a change in your life. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening take the next step toward financial freedom by downloading Michael's free ebook The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building head over to the michaelblock.com/ebook to get the free training